International. Podcast Saturday, podding it up. Just podding it up. So yeah, we'll probably just shoot this shit. We can usually, we usually uh, just fade it in on a part where we're just having a good time, hanging out. And then you said your story has something to do with like it has. It's more of like growing up tale. So we can um, like talk about like some youth stuff before it, and then just like, go into go into the the bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, I kind of changed my mind on the story I wanted to oh, tell, yeah? but it's oh, yeah. still it's still a growing up tale. Okay. Um, cool. It's just not as... Actually, we can just talk about the road. We can talk about how when you were on still, We Still Like You, then I can just bring it up that way. Well, and I'm not doing that story. <laughs> oh, that was that was the original one? Okay, cool. That was the original one. I'm going to do the other well, then one. We'll just, well, then we'll just flow They're into both it. We'll just, we'll just flow so. into it naturally, so I'm not too worried about it. But, uh, dude, how long you've... When did you get here? You, we were hanging out last night. When did you get in town? I got in uh, late on Wednesday, and... Uh, yeah, pretty much just hung out and smoked some weed and watched some Planet Earth. I went to Whataburger for the first time. That's uh, uh, I think you're gonna want to go to P Terry's. That's yeah, the, P Terry's. That's the local. That's the that's the Austin only fast burger chain. They only have like five options too. It's pretty. It's very simple. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've heard a lot of comics. Well, just people in general talk a lot about Whataburger, and uh, I don't know. It reminded me of a place in my hometown called Burger Time. Hey. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we used to go to Burger Time because they had uh, cheap burgers for lunch. You know, so Burger Time for us was lunch, uh, and that was the time that we burgered there. And I just remembered them because... Uh, they were like the kind of burger that you would like eat it and then you would go back to class. Like we had an open campus from when we were 14 and you could drive at 14 in South Dakota, but like you would go back into class and all you could smell was like fucking burger time on yeah. your hands. It's like you, once you ate the burger time, it, it's odor. Uh, it lingered. It was in yeah. There. Yeah. It became oh, a part yeah. of you. When did you uh, move to Denver from South Dakota or were there any other places in between they moved to that led you to that spot uh, i moved to uh denver when i was i can't remember if i was 18 or 19 i think it was like a few months before i turned 19 mm-hmm. uh so um and you you've just been living there ever since or were there any other moves uh i spent some time in san francisco um mm-hmm. i kind of uh had this like i just kind of had this breakdown where i like woke up one day and was like uh I don't know. I'd been drinking like a lot and not really yeah, doing we'll anything. Do and I just kind of like woke up and was like, what the fuck am I doing? So I took all my instruments and like my records and some clothes and I put them in my car and, uh, I drove my car, uh, over to my friend's house and was like, Hey man, I'm going to leave this here for a while. <laughs> and, uh, then I bought a train ticket to San Francisco uh, and I just got on the train and I left like basically all my material possessions other than my instruments and records and some, and some clothes behind. Damn. Uh, and when I got off the train in San Francisco, I had $4 uh, in my <laughs> pocket and uh, I proceeded to live there for like the next three months, uh, just playing music. And, nice. uh, 
I don't know, is basically just busking for cash and crashing on couches, sometimes sleeping in garbage forts. <laughs> um, Damn. Uh, sometimes sleeping, you know, down on the on the pier or whatever, down on the docks. An adventure. The docks a good of the old, bay. Nothing you know, like an adventure. Sleeping on the dock of the bay. <laughs> nothing like sleeping on the dock in the bay in your 20s. Like, what, like 20, 21? Or you say uh, 19? I think I was like uh, 24, 25. Oh, 24. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, I always, yeah, 25, I think, is how old I was. So. Some of my favorite, most of my favorite comedians are people definitely who have had kind of rougher experiences or like tried to do something a little bit outside the norm before um, coming to, I mean, as I guess a little as comfortable as I guess you want to put that term in loose of as whoever want to mean it, but a comfortable art to kind of like shape their life around after they've kind of like traveled around and done done some like uh made themselves uncomfortable in some different spots how yeah. long did you stay out there you said three months three months uh the did you raise enough money to get like a ticket back or so basically what happened was is uh i uh so i i had this friend that met this girl and, and proposed to her on the same night <laughs> uh, and he, he was my good friend who i was hanging out with most of the time and he had just gotten a fucking accordion. And, uh, <laughs> like, all, every, all the time we were walking around, he just kept playing this fucking song on the accordion, I'm Getting Married. And he'd be like, I'm getting married. <laughs> da, da, da. And uh, I wanted to kill him. Uh, <laughs> so this other this other guy that I was hanging out with, a songwriter, traveler dude, uh, Tony, was like, hey, man, I'm going up to the redwood forest uh oh hell yeah uh i would have loved to see to like a small rainbow gathering with a bunch of hippies and we're gonna eat a bunch of acid and i was like okay well that sounds like fun and he's like well yeah we're gonna hitchhike up there so we walked all the way (laughs) we walked all the way across the golden gate bridge and it was like 200 miles or something that we needed to travel Jesus. <clears throat> and so we just walked across the Golden Gate Bridge and we caught a ride that was like maybe 20 miles down the road <laughs> or something. And then we caught like another ride that got us maybe another 30 miles down the road. And then we were in like Sonoma wine country, kind of. So like the fields of grapes. Fields like of grapes. And it's like lions. very those, hot and, you know. Uh, I love those orchards. and Oh, it's very beautiful, yeah. but there's not a whole lot of people in this exit that we got dropped off at. Like we were literally there for like, I don't know, two and a half days. <laughs> uh, and like, I don't know if you've ever hitchhiked before, but like, Every like road sign on the back of the road sign, there's like messages from other hitchhikers that they like, you know, like people Leave sign their names. Like I was there, but then there's like notes. Yeah, like, there's like, some, I know there's you. like some symbols of what some things mean, or and there's like warnings about like certain shit, and like uh, so we go to look at the post, and all it says is just carved in there. There's just one like very thickly carved in there thing that says "You will die here." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, oh my god. <laughs> damn and did you eventually make it to the redwoods so well yeah we were stuck there for a while and he ended up like he walked into town well what we had to do is was, was we, it so how we, many people were it was it just you and your buddy hitchhiking this it was whole just time, me or? and my buddy but okay. then these two like young kids got like showed up there all <laughs> drunk like in the middle of the night and we're also hitchhiking and like we just he was like 
oh, let's just let these kids go. And I'm like, dude, we've been here for a day and a half because someone pulled up and was like, I got room for two in these. And he's like, just let them go. And I'm like, dude, we've been here for. So we waited like another day in this fucking spot. And I'm so sunburned and just fucking beat. But we decided to just hike out of there. So we end up starting to walk and we know we can't walk along the highway because the cops have already stopped us for that. So you have to walk like off the highway. So we're like walking through all this like brush and shit and climbing, you know, uh, barbed wire fences and shit going through vineyards and stuff. We end up in this. And at this point I'm like out of water and I'm like fucking, I'm not, things are rough. Yeah. We've been there for like two, almost over two days and, you know, just fucking have, I'm out of water. We just hiked like six miles through shit (laughs) and, uh, we're looking for water and we see this like family that's hanging out. Uh, and we go and we just say, Hey, uh, I was like, hey, can I play you a song for some water? (laughs) And this, this, like, they were so sweet. They were, like, the nicest people. They were like, oh, my God. Yeah, of course, we have water, you know, like, and she's like, get these boys some water, you know, and, like, so they, like, got us some water, and there was this family that was having, it was, like, uh, the grandpa and grandma, the... Uh, mother and father and then their kid uh, were having this like barbecue so anyways oh, hell yeah. uh, we like hung out and uh, did you get some barbecue oh yeah they fed us That's and amazing. everything and, and like to stumble and upon she was a like, BBQ and she like tried to give us some money and I just was like no we're you damn know, That's wow not. you ran into some angels but we were I would like I was the kind of person where like if I I never once ever like begged for money like yeah. I always played my guitar did something for it and I was like no like I you know we're not we're not beggars or whatever yeah. so I like didn't I was like but but I will take some food yeah. uh, if you have some food <laughs> and uh, if you guys could maybe give us a ride to a place with like more cars and shit and the the grandpa was like yeah I'll give you a ride and then we like played some music and hung out with them and. Uh, sure. And she came out, she goes, I got some food for you. And she comes around the corner and she has this huge bag of like this tall grocery bag that's just full to the top of food. And uh, the grandpa drives us off up the road and uh, drops us off at a place where we're more likely to find someone to give us a ride. And uh, we get out and we start going through this bag and there's like tons of food in there. And we're like eating more because we're still fucking hungry, (laughs) you know? And uh, at the bottom was... Uh, Jim Morrison's poetry book, Lords and Creatures. Whoa. And then inside of it, there was $50. Oh, wow. So, and that money uh, helped like kind of get me through. I don't know. Th- this story is very long here. No, I yeah. mean, I guess this could even be the story yeah, no, that we do, no, but, uh, <laughs> This so, is a great little intro to just a little background about you, man. No, so, it's definitely, this is definitely cool. Then uh, we got, uh, you know, we finally hitchhiked uh into the mountains uh finally it took us like (laughs) four days to go to get there um and we get to this campsite and immediately like somebody's like we're all eating acid do you guys want some acid and i was like fuck yeah so i got here we took a bunch of acid and had this like it was a really cool trip just like kind of hanging out at the fire and like i would love to did you were you by the trees yeah yeah i would love to do in the redwoods that'd be crazy they're so big i would would love to go through there someday no it was great man but like i didn't have a sleeping bag with me oh no you had to just brush and you just had to sleep in the brush well and so it started to get dark and then like all of a sudden i realized that kind of like everyone had gone to sleep 
And then, were they in their tents? Or is it with a, this like rainbow tribe? Was it like, did they have like a little colony out there? That they was, had a big teepee that I eventually uh, found that everyone was sleeping in, but I didn't have any blankets and the fire was like almost dead. So I was just like huddling in this teepee and fucking freezing. <laughs> and then the sun finally came up and I was like, I started this huge fire. Like when everybody woke up, I had like a huge fire <laughs> going. It was just like, I was like a massive fire. And, uh, Cause it was so cold. <laughs> and then uh yeah then i i don't know i fell asleep in the sun that day and got like super sunburnt <laughs> and then it's just weird the temperature changes but oh, yeah, yeah. then i finally had to get the fuck out of there right and yeah. uh and i was like got out and i went into there's like a little town below where we were camped i can't remember what it was called but the closest like town that was more than like 50 people or whatever was this place called willets and uh I needed to get a ride in there and there's this guy had like uh, uh, 10 bucks left I think from the, from the, the money that the lady because well yeah we split Where it so we each got 25 and uh, <laughs> so my 10 bucks and I this guy's like I need a ride to like Willits uh, to like an actual you know town and this guy's like oh, I'll give you a ride for 10 bucks but I gotta do some shit first and he's like this crazy old hippie <laughs> so he's like these motherfuckers like owe me money when I get in the car and I'm like oh shit what to the I rainbow people fucking into? <laughs> well, he, he was like this crazy old rainbow dude that was out there and eating <laughs> acid but he's like we get in the car and he's like I gotta go talk to these motherfuckers they owe me fucking money and I'm like oh god and uh, <laughs> so he pulls up to this huge like outdoor weed farm and there's like fucking dudes like there's guards at the gate with fucking AK 47s and, and then he like rolls down the window and they're like, get the fuck out of here, man. And they're like, and he's like, fuck you guys, you fucking owe me shit. And there's like all this shit going on. I'm like, dude, get me the fuck out of here. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like, and, and then finally he's like, they like, he gets out and like, they like yell at each other for a while. And then he like gets in and just like drives away. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where did he take you? Uh, it took me to Willits. Yeah. And then, yeah, made uh, it. and then it was like super late and like, I didn't have any cash and, uh, I had a, I hit a friend up who I'd given like a little money to before I left. Actually, I, I just think I hit him up cause he's a good friend who had yeah. like some money and I was like, Hey, I need a bus ticket. I need to get the fuck like out of here. And he's like, I'll wire you some money, but I couldn't get it until the next day. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that was the fucking like coldest night I ever had in my life. It started raining and there's like ice rain. And all I had was like, I actually took my guitar out of my case. When, what month is seasons was this? It was like in, um, May. Oh, okay. Or, or no, it was like in April. Uh, so like the nights though were like still really cold in the mountains. Like, uh, and it was like, cold rain or whatever so i and i just had a light coat on i didn't yeah, have any other still shit like northern california yeah. right now yeah, yeah so yeah, i was like yeah. lighting it's still in the cold, forest yeah. basically it's like right at the base uh, of the forest so yeah i don't know i was like lighting cigarettes and keeping them <laughs> cupping them in my hands just to keep my fucking hands warm <laughs> oh uh, man that night was long as fuck but uh but yeah you, you survived and you made it to here you are today yeah that's a great introduction to ladies and gentlemen this is zach moss we have on the podcast zach say what's up hey what's up what's up tuning in um zach is a comic from denver he's in town at the moment doing some shows but you run a good amount of fun stuff going on in denver uh you want to tell the audience the listeners about some fun things uh if they're in denver to check out that uh you run what you got going on uh, i know you do that uncalled for yeah, I'm the uh, co-creator of Uncalled For, which is a comedy game show. Um, it's uh, 
I, uh, I'm just a creator now, so I just, uh, you know, an executive producer. So uh, okay. Jake and Sam run that, but that's usually a monthly show. Uh, depending on, like, we didn't do one in February because of SF Sketchfest, and I think the next one's going to be 420 uh, hey. at the Oriental. Nice. Uh, get tickets for theater. that if you're Un- in Denver. Uncalled 420. Hey, uh, oh, dude, get will. it. Uh, I have some friends in Denver. Hey, everyone, go peep. Zach, where do you, do you want people to find you to search for you if they're like looking for your comedy or like just uh, for Denver comedy stuff going on in general? Uh, you can find me uh, on any of the things at, at Moss Comedy. That's M-A-A-S Comedy. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that shit. Uh, my website is Zach Moss, uh, M-A-A-S dot com. Uh, yeah. I actually updated that the other day. So there it is. There's fresh, uh, fresh content. <laughs> but yeah. And then uh, another thing, if you're a podcast fan, which since you're p- listening to this podcast, I assume that you are, uh, you can also check out uh, my podcast, whiskey and cigarettes, um, whiskey and cigs.com. Oh, um, yeah. or find us on iTunes or stitcher. Um, and yeah, we've been doing, I've done that for, shit four and a half years almost now so very nice uh we've had a lot of fun guests on there uh uh dana gould kyle canane scar brothers uh greg proops uh yeah so go check out some of those episodes yeah dave you're definitely into this please peep out zach stuff yeah um yeah zach's in town here doing some shows um actually uh had him on to tell the beginning of a, a story here um, as we here in the listening room, if this is your first episode, uh, I usually run this as a live storytelling show out of Genuine Joe's Coffee House, uh, the second Saturday night of every month. Um, but, uh, always when some special guests are traveling through and they're not going to, uh, it's dur- during a time when the show's not going on, I like to get them in the studio, just on a, have a good one-on-one conversation and sh- share some stories of growing up or some stories of, uh, some interesting experiences, just, no, anything, any part of the human experience. And Zach, what's kind of the content of uh, this is this story you're about to share? Well, you know, I'm almost tempted now to just keep going with For, the with the story that I started telling. But uh, I mean, we can definitely do that. I mean, uh, everything is very loosey goosey. Share. I mean, every any experience and every uh, experience is important. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, I would say you did leave on a cliffhanger after a cold night at the bus stop. I might not want to know where it gets there, but also. You, I know you're very sounding like a very interesting individual, and I would also love to hear any other further explorations of uh, your past, your past, uh, your past. What's ups? And we got he's got a call. Was, was that fam? Uh, that, that was an alarm. Uh, I did silence <laughs> my phone. All right, I am podcast correct, but don't you hate that when you fucking you silence your phone and you're like, fuck yeah, there's no way it's gonna make any noise, and then you're like, but wait, I had to get up at five thirty p.m. the other night, or you know. I set my alarm for seven because I was cooking some shit, you know, and then it just yep. goes off in the middle. I don't know. I've had my alarm go off in the middle of a show. <laughs> well, and then, I don't know. My ringtone is, uh, it's just, it sounds like someone farting. Uh, <laughs> so that one can be real fun when, if you forget to silence it, you know, and you're just like, you know, in line at the store and then all of a sudden you're, it just sounds like you're really letting it go. Um, <laughs> I've been a vibrate guy. I've never... I mean, one time it was Don't Stop Believing, but that was back when flip phone status. I'm a, I'm a vibrate guy, too, but i got to be honest with you. Uh, sometimes I don't feel it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is I'm not feeling it. Right? Like, which, got that vibrate on high? Sometimes I don't feel the vibrate. Or, uh, 
if I'm like in the other room or something, like if I'm expecting an important call, I want it to ring out loud yeah, too, yeah. so that there's I don't know uh, phones. But fuck yeah. them, burn them, burn them to the ground. You got a phone story? Oh yeah, no, this is a great. <laughs> uh, this is a great story. About well, no, phones, no, what but, uh, uh, what do you want to dive into? What do you want to share? Well, uh, I'll I'll just do the story that I was gonna tell. But uh, yeah. um, so basically. Uh, this, Where are we at? Paint this story a... takes place uh, in South Dakota uh, when I was growing up. The, um, ha- the hat of Nebraska? Yeah, the hat of Nebraska. <laughs> Never uh, heard it called that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess we could call you the head of South Dakota. Or that, yeah. The, the, the body. Or, yeah, that's or what the we head. call it there. Yeah, that's what you say. <laughs> well, at least you're not called South or Dakota. South or Dakota. <laughs> you know, that... Man, there's like a dinosaur museum in one of those South or North Dakota I went to. Is there a big one in South Dakota that you know of? Uh, so there in is the a mammoth site, uh, which to me, I find woolly mammoths to be real boring fucking dinosaurs. All right. We basically have the, we have woolly mammoths without hair. Can't we now. make them? Yeah. I think they, they're, they, they got figured out that, that DNA? they might be able to, like, there's a way to make it. There's Chimera. a way to fuck. <laughs> I, I listened to a radio lab and learned there's like a way to fuck species back into existence. Like, <laughs> like uh, if they have the right genetic makeup, you can like fuck to re like it's with these turtles, but if the right turtles fuck, then they'll make this other turtle uh, that's extinct. So um, you could play God and bring that back to Wooly. But yeah, then there's a great, uh, the School of Mines has a really cool uh, dinosaur museum too. Shit. Uh, Man, I was too young. I don't even remember those. But fuck it. So you were, yeah, you were in, you're in South Dakota. Yeah, I was uh, was in South Dakota and uh, I don't know. When I was growing up, uh, we had uh, a large like rave scene in South Dakota, believe (laughs) it or not. We Um, actually had. uh, What what age were you kind of getting into the rave scene? So I mean. When you first started learning about it. At this point, I'm like 15, uh, 16 years old or whatever. Yeah. and, uh, yeah, we would have, you know, I think when I was 16, there was a, so there's 50,000 people at the time in Rapid City, South Dakota. There was a rave there that had 2,000 people at it. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's a good chunk of the town. No. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like people came from people all around. People got out. That, that rave was really weird because what you had was like a bunch of adults that, that like went down there that like had like real boring sex lives or their relationships or like they were like looking for something to spice it up and you'd have these couples just down there like trying desperately to find ecstasy. <laughs> like they just, they didn't want to go to the rave. They just were like, God, we just, we want to love each other again. And we tried it <laughs> once and you know, we, it was like, it was like we liked each other again. Uh, but, uh, no. So anyways, when this was going on, I had started selling weed, uh, when I was young, I just kind of figured out the math and like to smoke yeah. it and it made sense, you know? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I started selling weed and when the rave scene came around, uh, pills were very valuable commodity and there was never enough of them. And, uh, <laughs> it's almost a problem sometimes. Basically, I uh, one night I went to this party, and uh, my girlfriend's at the time her uh, her brother-in-law, I guess uh, his brother was in from uh, New York, and we were at this party together. And uh, basically, I knew that he could get a lot of pills, and like he was kind of like an introduction for us uh, to maybe like do some business together. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't know. I, I remember like sitting down. I met him and we like shook his hand. And he goes, uh, meeting the plug. He goes, he goes, Zach, do you know how to roll a Dutch? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I can roll a blunt. And he's like, but do you know how to roll a Dutch? And I was like, no, I don't know how to roll a Dutch. And he's like, I'm going to teach you how to roll a Dutch. It's a Dutch. And I don't it's even... a Dutch master blunt, but that's uh, a way to roll the blunt where you actually don't, uh, you don't cut the outer paper. You actually unroll the whole outer paper and then re roll the outer paper around the blunt to seal oh. it. Um, but so anyways, he's like, I'm going to teach you how to roll a blunt. And then he sits down and he, uh, you know, after he unrolls it, he pulls out the knife to cut the, to cut the blunt and he like has a switchblade like and he's a puerto rican dude and he like <laughs> has a switchblade and he pulls it out and fucking comes out and he cuts the knife and then he looks at me and he goes uh he goes did you ever fuck me <laughs> and i was like what man he goes did you ever fuck me man and i was like no no dude and he's like he's like all right man well you know what uh if you ever fuck me you know i'll fucking i'll fucking kill I'll you get you Damn, you know dude, yeah yes. And he's like, uh, he's like, you ready to make some money? Oh, <laughs> and I was uh -oh. like, and I was like, hell yeah! And he's oh, like, yeah. so, uh, so then he like twisted the blunt up, and he's like, well, fuck yeah, man, we're gonna make a bunch of money. And he just fired up the blunt, <coughs> and then, uh, and then he goes, you see the shirt? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, this is a five hundred dollars shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he's like. You're gonna get some five hundred dollars shirts, man. <laughs> well, so, is this a collared shirt? Is this a button up? I don't or is know. Is this some, some design? fancy was, designer fucking some shirt? Some Ed Hardy like, shirt? I don't know. Five hundred dollars <laughs> shirt, but if you're so, dealing with Mr. Stabby, you gotta look good. So I got. So now you're with the plug. So I got you a get the PO pill box, uh, and basically what would happen? What they had going on is there was like models from Amsterdam that were like bringing over like thousands of pills, like crotching them basically i think <laughs> and bringing over like thousands of them and then they would like uh mail them out to my p.o box or whatever um and so yeah we started selling all these pills and it was a very fun time in my life uh it's a good, <laughs> yeah. it's a good time um and but anyways i get this call from him and he goes like man like somebody got fucking stabbed somebody <laughs> broke into the house like there's like some major drama and he's like fucking shit's crazy you know, I got to get, get a new phone and then like he just disappeared. So like okay. he said someone broke into his house. Yeah. Like okay. some shit went down okay. in, in New York or whatever. Okay. And they were like, you know, I don't know. Like they needed to reorganize or whatever the fuck was going on. So anyways, that shit goes down and then fucking uh, I don't hear anything for a while. And at this point, I'm like. Is this Eight, right? 18 years old, I think, okay. or 17. No, at this point, I'm like 17 years old. And uh, anyways, I'd become like pretty good friends with the, the brother-in-law and all that. And fucking uh, he was crazy. Like he ate like he would also like take part in these shipments, but he would just like eat all of his pills. <laughs> uh, like He's fucking crazy. And like uh, like his wife like called me one day. And was like, uh, Zach, I need you to talk to Jose. And I'm like, well, what's going on? She's like, he, he's been masturbating in the bathroom for 16 hours. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and she's like, I'm really worried about him. <laughs> really worried about him we were having sex you know and we had sex for like a few hours and i couldn't have sex anymore and she's like and then he just got mad and went in the bathroom and he's been jerking off in there for like 16 hours and 
this was the brother-in-law yeah so she hands so she like she like knocks on the door and goes like jose (laughs) zach's on the phone (laughs) so she passes the phone under the door to jose and i'm like uh hey man uh what's going on? He's like, I just got to finish, man. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) put a a lot of time into this. He's like, can't stop now. He's like, can't just fucking quit. I got to finish it. And like, to me, I was just like, well, for 16 hours, I was like, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that extent. So you like slid the phone back out under the door and I'm like, yeah, just leave him alone in there till he figures out whatever's going on. (laughs) But, uh, so anyways, uh, that hookup dried up or, and everything. And yeah. Jose, I hadn't even seen him in a long time. And I get this call from him and he goes, Hey Zach, I got to go back to prison. <laughs> but, go, okay. but he goes, uh, my, I want to go see my brother and I, I've got to go to prison in like four days, but I want to drive out to New York just so I can see my brother, you know, More before I, time before, he before I go to prison just to check himself back into the, some prison in, in what city? Uh, in South Dakota. In South Dakota. So he wanted... Yeah. So he goes, uh, So he goes. yeah, do you want to drive out there with me and come back? And my brother has his hookup going again. And like, if you come out with me, we can get you a bunch of shit. And... Uh, <laughs> the deal is and, back. And things are back on. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, that sounds good, you know? So we got in the car and uh, he had this like uh, Mazda 6 or whatever. Uh I've been in a Mazda before. <laughs> yeah, it was, I don't know, it was a pretty fast car, you know, like you could yeah, go 80 miles make, an hour yeah. in second gear in like the fucking car. But we we decided, was we like get in the car and we're like, well, fuck, we got to drive all this time. We got to drive basically for like 36 hours straight. So back, we got a bunch of, did you ever try those yellow jackets? They were like. Those uh, energy pills? Well, they were like ephedrine pills. They were like trucker speed. I, I know what you're talking about, but no, nah, I never. I mean, they were straight legal meth. And we got like a, <laughs> a bottle of them. You're we supposed to take like one or two. And we took like six of them. And we were just like. <laughs> Tweaking. Well, and then I think we ended up taking. Amount, like or? I think by the end we had taken 10 of them. Fuck. Between the four of us. So we were just like fucking fucked up yeah you know like real tweaking out and we decide like the best way thing is we're probably going to get a speeding ticket anyways so we might as well just always drive 120 miles an hour (laughs) (laughs) so so we are driving 120 miles an hour fucking just like rip get there faster take some time you know we are just listen to any music do you recall any music being blasted i remember uh pulling into chicago and uh fucking nelly furtado turn out the lights was on uh turn out the lights but uh so and we listened to a lot of uh he was actually like really into uh sean paul before he was big so he had all that that temperature he had like all of his like really old school stuff where you can't even understand a single word that the guy says oh yeah uh, i remember some of that too but anyways uh so uh, we're just flying 120 miles an hour and all of a sudden we notice something is like the car is acting a little weird because uh, apparently you can't just drive a car at 120 miles an hour yeah, for fucking get burnt out that long but anyways the axle was about to break and we stopped and had somebody look at it and they're like you probably have 100 miles until that's gonna snap and we're like all fucked out of regard we don't have hardly any money we have like enough money to get there and then his brother's gonna give us like money and other shit and whatnot you know uh i mean we don't even have fucking cell phones you know (laughs) uh that's the time period of this this is like in 2000 yeah 
you know. Um, no AAA for you. <laughs> well, yeah. So anyways, he's like, well, fuck it, man. Let's just keep going. And I'm like, you're fucking crazy, dude. So mm-hmm. we're just going to keep driving further away from home. Like we're not even halfway to New York yet. And fucking car's about to break down. There's no way. So I finally, after like arguing with him, talk him into fucking turning around and going back. And at this point we were like, we haven't really slept and we've been on this, a lot of this trucker speed and we're really like pretty fucked up. And this was Chicago. You stopped in. Yeah. Times are tough, but so we turn around and we start heading back. And at this point, uh, you know, we, we make it a hundred miles on the axle and it's still going. But then we realize that, uh, the car starts to like run out of gas, <laughs> uh, like the, the needles going down and like we start talking to the car and thinking that like we're, con- we're controlling the car with our minds and we're like talking to the car. I'm like, Oh yeah, baby. Oh yeah. And, and then like him and I are like, the car doesn't even need fucking gas anymore, dude. It doesn't even <laughs> fucking need gas it's just fucking running on our minds right now and we're like driving and uh (laughs) we actually yeah how long did mind power work (laughs) we drove for like 200 fucking miles man i swear (laughs) (laughs) what and at that point i start to fucking lose it man and i start going crazy and i'm like there's no way this is fucking working like what the fuck like we have to stop for gas dude we have to fucking stop and we're like in saint charles minnesota uh and i'm like we have to stop and like finally i talk him into it and he's like pulls over and we pull into the gas station and right when we pull in the axle snaps on the fucking car (laughs) so we're like fuck Oh. And I'm freaking out, man. I go inside and I'm like, well, fuck, I got to call my parents. Cause they just thought I was like staying at a friend's or something, you know? Yeah. And like, I was like, I called my dad. I'm like, yeah, I'm in Minnesota, uh, and broke down and it's, uh, gonna start snowing. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't have anywhere to stay and he's earning money. And he's like, well, go find a hotel and I'll get you a room or whatever. We'll figure something out. Cause you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, dip, you're dip, fucked. dip shit. Uh, <laughs> But so anyways, I go to the two mode. There's two motels in this town and both of them are totally booked uh, because <laughs> it's deer hunting season uh. so that every room in the town is full. So I go back and when I get back to the thing, my buddy crawls out, <laughs> comes out from the dumpster. This this happened before I left to go check on the hotels. He comes out from the dumpster and I see him and he's just got a piece of metal and some duct tape. And when I get back from those rooms, he's under the fucking car. <laughs> with the with the fucking shit and he gets out and he gets out the roll of duct tape and he's like well i taped the axle back together he's like let's fucking get back on the road and at this point it's like it's like really mechanic it's like really snowing hard and i'm like damn there's dude you're gonna make it if you even make it fucking down the street you're gonna break down right on the highway so he made it like a mile down the highway broke down and when he got in the car he slammed more of those pills and ended up ODing on those pills and just like fucking all of his muscles locked up and he couldn't move so when he just fell out of his car door onto the side of the highway and like people found him just frozen on the side of the road and then they mortis he's just stuck like a little statue yeah and then they they fucking picked the ambulance picked him up and took him to the hospital I'm in the gas station freaking out on the phone. I'm like, there's no fucking motels. And the girl that worked at the, at the gas station's like, well, uh, my parents are out of town. 
So if you want to stay at my place, you can stay at my place. Uh, and everybody's always like the ooh, farmer's daughter kind of scenario there. So this uh, this girl was a linebacker on the men's football team. Hell yeah! So like she was like I don't know she was like a super tough chick. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and super, super nice. Yeah, super cool. But yeah, she's like my parents are out of town, and uh, so. Anyways, we get back to her house and she has this kid brother that's like nine and he immediately calls her parents and says, there's this guy, you know, here in the house and she talks to him and tells him what happened. And like, I just hear her say like, it's okay for you to stay here. And like, as I hear her say that, I just kind of, I'm so tired. I just fall asleep on the couch and all of a sudden, you know, I sleep and I'm, I'm awoken to the sound of and fucking I wake up and the little kid is sitting on the chair across from me with a fucking shotgun pointed right oh, at my fucking head. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and I just go like, hey, uh, what, what's going on, buddy? And he's like, my dad told me to keep an eye on you. <laughs> like, uh. fucking, I'm like, oh, God. Is he, is he is he sitting there holding it or is it cocked at you? It's pointed, it's at, pointed at me. Oof. He's like he's like sitting there with it on his knee, like fucking across from me in a chair, like a fucking Western movie. Yeah, or something, but he's like you know? nine years old. Yeah, but he's just a kid, <laughs> he's hard ass. Yeah, so I like get up and I'm like, hey man, uh, do you like cartoons? You know? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, what do you like? And he's like, Spider Man. He's like, I think it's on right now, actually. And then we put on Spider Man and started watching Spider Man. We were friends. Uh, there it is. Spider Man, uh, it's that's how you bridge. And then I slit his throat. No, and then I'm you kidding. got him. And then you got him. You should never trust him with Spider Man. Then I shot their entire family. And the rest of that gun, no. Uh, and then he walked out. Um, but uh, yeah. So anyways, he he basically the 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 got taken to the hospital for a suicide attempt. His wife ended up coming to pick him up and like, he's all dressed in scrubs and then they picked me up and then he tried to piggyback that car like a mile at a time by taping the axle together back to his house. It was like the most annoying road trip I was ever on. I was finally like, dude, you just have to leave yeah. your car. Like it's gone. Own, yeah. Leave it in a place and fucking take your stuff out of there. And yeah. And go to prison, you know, <laughs> like fucking, you're wasting a lot of valuable time before you have to go to prison taping a fucking axle back together. But one of my favorites was he's still in these scrubs cause he, you know, from the hospital and he's under his car trying to fix it. And this guy pulls up and goes, uh, and he goes, do you need any help? And he goes, yeah, I got to get to the hospital to try and save this baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But, uh, that's, and then and you guys just, and you eventually made it back. We eventually made it back. And then, uh, the dude mailed me some stuff again. Yeah. So it ended up being working out, but it was a, yeah, quite the adventure. That's, yeah. I'm amazed at the, the part where the car was for sure out of gas, but it was, it seemed to be human willpower to, that was making it continue. So they told us we would make it some only type a, of a hundred miles and we made it a lot more than that some type of a, supernatural not very much gas i mean it it was and part of me wonders if i don't know there's a part of me that likes to think that weird stuff like that can happen yeah and then there's also a part of me that's like you were real high on fucking <laughs> <laughs> on yeah, it, was, it was all the way up at full and then with teeter-totter and then maybe 
I don't know. Well, and I think the, the gas gauge worked right. I mean, it was on E for so long. And I mean, most cars, you can get 50 miles on mm-hmm. the E. I don't know if maybe that one was different. <laughs> maybe since we were driving it very efficiently because we were trying to take it easy on the axle. I, I don't know. But we definitely, it felt like some magic happened that day. <laughs> Another part that I forget to men- <laughs> forgot to mention oh, yeah. during that is like when we're controlling the stuff with the, our minds or whatever, uh, you know, in the car, uh, Jose looks over at me and he goes, uh, he goes, you, you ever thought about uh, sucking a dick? <laughs> 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 and I was like, and, you, and I was like, uh, no, man, I'm not, I'm not into that, really. And he goes, uh, <laughs> he goes, well, uh, how do you know, man? <laughs> he, tried, he tried to open it up to you. And I was like, you shut him down. And I was like, I was like, I just, I don't think I'm into it, man. And he goes, well, uh, how about a suck your cock? Like, uh, you pop or he came on to you. Yeah. He asked yeah. me, he wanted to suck my dick. And I was like, uh, I was like, no dude yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not into that. but that was just how weird that whole moment was too for <laughs> for me because like not only are we controlling this car with our minds but fucking jose so and his mustache are trying to blow me and uh yeah it's just a weird god that was a what, weird fucking trip man but, you ever know what happened to that man uh, I think he got out of prison, and I, I don't know what he's doing. Uh, Maybe he owns Anytime Fitness somewhere. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Well, but, uh, well, yeah. Well, hey, man, thank you for coming on to share that story and hanging out with us. Um, is there any anything you take away from that story? Any Anything memorable or like a, like a lesson? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. For some reason, I still like to travel. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's good to have uh, bad experiences like that because, you know, minor stuff that a lot of people get upset about, I'm just like, oh, well, at least you're, <laughs> yeah. not, at least you're not trying to make the car fly across <laughs> Minnesota right now with your fucking mind while Jose's trying to blow you. So, like, you know, there's there's always good uh, there's always good things, you it's know, always and, good and to have. bad things. But uh, I, I like... Uh, I don't know any experience like that gives you character i guess mm-hmm. i don't know builds character well, yeah for sure definitely and it's good yeah different perspectives to have you yeah put things in different spaces when something happens you're like yeah it's always good to tone it back down and i learned never to take a fedrin uh yeah and also that's that that, that, might, that might be the mo- the rule of the, the uh, story i learned not to drive pills. a car 120 miles an hour for a long period of time yeah, I there, learned, were, uh, <laughs> there were know, yeah there uh, were some there were some rules around the way i learned how a car feels when the axle's about to break that did come in handy on another car one time because i was in it and i was like your axle is about to break and, <laughs> and they're like what do you how do you know that and then your like whole story flashed between your, your yeah. top bubbles. well and also uh you know despite the drugs you know maybe some magic happened that day that's good that's good <laughs> hey i'm just like this magic has happened on this podcast um this was good zach thank you so much for coming in and sharing the story uh, i think that's gonna wrap it up uh here for us on this episode um once again uh where can they find some of your material on the uh, websites at, and some at, handles at moss comedy um for any of the things i have a few clips on youtube and stuff but uh it's better to just come see me live uh, yeah my website's up to date when's this come out uh probably this episode will probably come out in like a couple weeks maybe like three or four weeks 
Yeah, we'll come out with it. We can drop it tomorrow. Uh, word. Well, uh, Very loosey-goosey. Well, People see it, and then they get excited, and they all... Well, since it's going to be up on Sunday, uh, you can check me out Monday and Monday at Bounce House and Tuesday at Punch. Yeah, uh, come and see him in, while he's in town. Hell yeah. And yeah, all our listeners in Denver, come out and see some of his shows. Hit him up. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to the stories. Uh, if you haven't peeped out the episodes before, um, yeah. Shoot us a message. Um, find all our handles. You know where they're all at. Thank you, beautiful humans, for listening. Uh, again, my name is Joey Zimmerman. Shout out to the Body Tape INTL for throwing this on. Um, you beautiful people have a lovely rest of day, night. I don't know when you're listening to this. Just still be beautiful. Yes, yes. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye.